Welcome to The Truth in This Art. I am your host, Rob Lee. And today, I'm in conversation with the co-owner and president at PIKL Studio. Since its founding in 2010, PIKL Studio has been injecting contemporary design into old Baltimore structures. Please welcome Kapow Lane. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Rob. It's nice to be here and uh, honored to speak to you. Uh, thank you for, for coming on and, uh, and making the time. Um, so... As I really start off this interview, um, I'd like to ask that very, very general, I'm sure you've answered it a million times sort of question. Uh, let's, what, what's the story? How, how, do, how do we get here? Uh, could you share your background, uh, where you grew up, and ultimately, what got you into design and architecture? Yeah, sure. So uh, what brought us here and brought, my, I guess, myself here, I, uh, you know, I, I went to uh, college in, at uh, in Lubbock, Texas, Texas Tech University, uh, the College of Architecture, the School of Architecture out there. And um, uh, once I graduated, I, I came out to Baltimore, uh, predominantly just uh, because of the work. We were looking to move to the East Coast and, you know, uh, Baltimore uh, was a very intriguing uh, city at the time. This was in 2004. And um, I, I uh, got a job at RTKL and Associates. I think a lot of architects here know that name and, and many have gone through that, uh, you know, work there and, and, and you know, and, uh, and moved on. So it's, it was almost like, a, you, know, you know, passing the torch kind of thing and, and uh, uh, met some great people there, friends, uh, you know, um, you know, and, and uh, uh, you know, that was a, a great starting point for, for me here in Baltimore. Um, uh, since then, you know, I, I uh, moved on to another company called Hork Copeland Mocked and uh, again, meeting some really great people, designers and, and friends again, uh, and just kind of learning the atmosphere here, you know, like learning the, the professional uh, sort of uh, architectural community here and, and, and how, to, how to do projects and so forth. Um, and in 2007, um, my wife and I, Pavlina, uh, she's also an architect as well. We met at actually, we met in an architecture school in Lubbock. Um, we, we both moved to San Diego actually for a couple of years and we worked for a company called, uh, Sebastian Mariscal Studio. Uh, he was a Mexican architect and design builder there in San Diego and really learned the trade of, you know, really learned design, build, and development uh, out there, and it, it was a really great uh, experience. I mean, we only stayed there two years, but it, uh, I always joke it always it felt like four because we crammed in so much learning, you know, out there in the West Coast. And so, you know, in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, we were kind of ready to, you know, take a stab at trying our own thing. So, um, Baltimore was calling us back. We, we, I guess, even just in our short stint from two thousand and three, four to seven we built some great uh, roots here so um they kept growing and so we came back and uh we never we haven't left since we started pikl studio uh in 2010 so we're about 12 years old now and um you know we've really in the you know half of, you know the first six years was a lot of growth and a lot of learning and and uh, experimenting and then uh this past six years has been a lot of tremendous growth for us in terms of projects type scale um you know and in terms of the office as well so um that's that's us in a nutshell I, i'm uh, originally from texas i was born there um, my parents actually are from uh, mainland china and, and taiwan uh, pavlina my partner uh she's actually from bulgaria eastern europe um yeah. but you know we found our like i said we found each other 
at, at uh, College of Architecture at Texas Tech. And then uh, kind of the rest is history. We, we, we became partners both in life and profession. And, uh, and here we are. Thank you. Thank you for, for walking us through through the, the story of how you got here. So for those who, who are undipped, you, you mentioned it and um, I want to hear it directly from you. So so what's uh, PIKL Studio? Give me the give me the rundown. Yeah. Sure. So PIKL Studio is a architecture uh, uh, office. Uh, we uh, specialize in really any 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 type of project, commercial, residential, uh, cultural, uh, multifamily. Um, you know, but we are trained as architects, and and uh, we are architecture first, and then uh, we also have a design, build, and development arm of the company. So we. You know, at times we will uh, look to design and 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 lead construction or manage construction for some of our projects. Um, most most obviously most of the some of the smaller projects. Our office is, you know, a a very uh, uh, you know humble and small office. So and we like it that way, and we keep it that way um, uh, for many reasons. So um, we we do uh, uh, you know uh, some design build. And then we also do development projects where we, you know, we use our own capital, or uh, we partner up and and uh, we look to to uh, you know purchase a property or, or you know and 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 uh, redevelop and uh, either put back to market or 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 uh, or hold on to that pro you know that project. So um, so uh, yeah, we you know we are you know big on you know designing projects for. Uh, Baltimore City and abroad, you know, outside of Baltimore City as well. And, um, you know, uh, yeah, that's that's us in a nutshell. Yeah. So yeah, I would imagine that we there are buildings that <laughs> that we we walk by that we see regularly that those uh, K, that those PIKL fingers have been on in some way, shape or form. So um, if you could share a few of those like that, we we might know. And um, in addition to that, uh, could you describe like the buildings and structures that are in Baltimore, like using using your architectural eye, like. How do you describe these buildings? Because I know nothing. I just like, oh yeah, that's abandoned. That's not abandoned. So, so tell me about that. Yeah. So um, we uh, a couple of to your first question, a couple of projects that you might recognize or the or your listeners might list, recognize is um you know we uh, we did uh, our we designed our house our house our dot house uh, in Remington. Uh, we did that uh, quite some time ago. Uh, really taking an old, you know, it was a, a, an old uh, auto body shop and turned that into this really kind of fun, uh, open food hall, yeah. sort of a community kind of like incubator kind of type space. And, and uh, really, it really uh, has been a, uh, just a thriving, you know, sort of component, uh, you know, inter or amenity here and there in, in Remington. Um, similar kind of program, we did a Broadway market, um, kind of redeveloped, helped to uh, re-envision what re um, Broadway market uh, once was and, and, and turned that into a new sort of central, you know, kind of food hub in, in the middle of uh, Fells Point. Um, you know, lately, uh, if you if you saw a new kind of more contemporary uh, multifamily building going up in Little Italy, that's that's probably that's probably our building that we we helped design uh, we designed and and uh, for a client there. Um, if you're in the Highland Town area and you saw a large building kind of going up uh, just uh, down the street uh, uh, from Creative Alliance, uh, that's that's also our building. It's uh, called it's a project called Home. 
Yeah. And um, it's a 150 unit uh, multifamily project that's going up. Um, one of our first projects, I'll, I'll end on that, is uh, are actually kind of similar projects in scale that you guys, if you, a lot of, I guess we've done a lot of food projects. So if you, <laughs> you know, if you're a foodie um, and you went to Toki Taco, that's, that's what, that's our project. Uh, if you've been to the Creative Alliance bar on the front, on the first floor, that was actually our first project and that was actually a design build project. So oh, really, um, that was one of our first projects. We had collaborated with another architect at the time uh gabriel croyce and um and so you know uh, a lot of actually a lot of fun i would say you know a lot, a lot of the other stuff that's out there you'll see is uh, projects that um, we interacted with or we designed or touched is projects that you know really uh, uh promote and engage social sort of uh inner you know activity you know uh engagement and and uh and, and a lot of stuff that's coming on board right now that's in construction now are going to be even more so um, evident of, uh, you know, places for, for the public to really kind of, you know, interact with and, and, and be a part of, you know? Yeah, I, I, I dig it. And um, so, and I've, I think I've been to either by or into many of these places. I was literally thinking about it and there, there is, something that kind of pops like i'm not too far from broadway and i was literally at our house last friday having drinks and i was like oh this is really cozy it feels like just been been here for a while but it's just so modern and and it it definitely has that openness and it just invites you in which i really dig about it and it's not like like other full food halls i've i've been to whether here or abroad so i really really dig that place and that's where the creatives go you know i was just over there with d walk because hey let's get a drink man it was just like oh yeah right there the bar and all of this setup so i like it i like it a lot awesome thank you thank you we, uh, we, we love it i think it you know a lot of it is attributed to the owners you know seawall development was uh uh you know the uh, uh developer and and i you know i think it it it, it definitely took uh like minds right to to get to create something that is uh effectively yes a business uh for business but at the same time that it would be a component that that would allow for that kind of activity. You, you shouldn't feel stressed going there. You should always feel like you're welcome. You can yep. sit down, you know, put up your laptop, have a drink. Um, you know, you, I, we always joke, we always talk about that. You know, you, if you stay there the entire day, you can have a full day of experiences there. You know, the, the morning people that are coming in for their coffee and breakfast and the, the ones that stick around you know, that morning to do their emails on their, you know, and do a little creative, you know, thing. And, then you can have lunch and then you can have happy hour and then you can have dinner. It's like, you can hang out there all day yeah. and, uh, and have a different experience and a different uh, vibe in the space. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And, um, and I, and I noticed that we kind of have that vibe here and I'm always in awe of seeing like buildings when they're repurposed and when just reimagined, I guess. And, you know, as a person that I, I live in a, my house was a full gut rehab. So that, that kind of idea is there, but taking something that has a certain structure to it. And then it's like, Oh, this looks classic on the outside. And then when you get in the inside, you're like, Oh wow. What, what happened here? What is, what is this? So I really like that kind of reimagining and modernization of uh, spaces. Like I, I start to think of, like the voxel, I start to think of um, the parkway, just different spaces. And you're like, so, because I always joke about when I go to the parkway, I'm like, I'm just waiting for in the main, in the main theater, I'm just waiting for blood to come out, like of the gargoyle's yeah. mouth. 
but yeah, I really dig that place as well. And I, I think we have a a fair amount of like older buildings here, maybe from like an, an older like generation. Is that what you're seeing? Is it more of a shift towards more modern uh, buildings on the outside? Mo- mostly like sometimes we just don't get inside. We don't really know what's inside until we go in. But on the outside, what are you seeing generally? Well, there's no question that um, the city is a, you know, it's a historic city. It's, you know, the, you have buildings that date back, you know, to 17, you know, 1700s, you know, like in, in, in certain areas. And so uh, this will intrinsically always be a historic city. You know, it's a, it's, it's a, it's a it's city in itself is a landmark. You have an amazing and uh, probably some of the most amazing uh, uh, um, architectural sort of, bu- you know, these buildings here that are, uh, that date back and that have been restored, preserved, um, and, and, and so forth. So, uh, the, and, and intrinsically, you're always going to have a city that, that, that will, you know, uh, resonate that sort of that, that vision of what that, what the city was, you know, back in the day and, and that it has that history. Um, I think when it comes to the contemporary architecture aspect of it, I think is that there will always be this mindset that you'll have to integrate that into, the, the existing architecture, whether it's inside yeah. an actual building or within the city. So um, new buildings are, are always going to be coming and they they should look new and contemporary and bold and and definitely speak of the future. Um, and they they just have to kind of play ball in, in a sense. They have to come down to the ground and, and make sure that it's that it's meeting it the rest of its context in the proper way and the right way in respect of the of the older architecture. Yeah. Uh, and again, that happens at the at the at the big grand new construction uh, level, as well as just into an interior renovation where you take an old building like your house, let's say, and then you you want to do a contemporary sort of re envisioning of the inside and maybe even some components of the outside. And the 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 idea is there is to find a, a way to marry those together so they they kind of come together in some kind of thoughtful resolve. Mm-hmm. And uh, that respects both sort of visions, you know, that you have to modernize certain things because of our culture, our living situation, our practical use of the of the space and what it wants to do. Because you're probably, you know, many times probably changing uh, the way that that building was used in the past. Right. Yeah. So you have to find ways to bring it up to a level of, you know, code and, and uh, accessibility um, and and functionality, um, but that could be done in a very aesthetically, you know, aesthetic way where you're really, you know, again celebrating that there's new architectural moments and and new history that you're bringing onto the old history, and and I think that's the key. It's, it's going to be that um, you sell, you know, you really you, any project that we ever uh, come across, whether it's old, uh, particularly it's an old site, an old neighborhood, old building. We're always going to start with what do we have, you know, what what can we celebrate of what the existing condition is and use that as a place to as a, as a launching pad to say, now, what do we do with the new ideas and the new program and the new architectural moments? And how do we enhance those yeah. while still while still keeping the history in mind and, and making sure that we bring that uh, uh, importance and respect to that building? So. It's it's possible. I think there's all obviously times when you see people doing it the wrong way, and and, and maybe the <laughs> not the most respectful way. Yeah. Um. You know, I don't. Uh, I think 
I think that to each everybody's own. I, I think there's always going to be, a, um, you know, you know, hopefully a way to to kind of, you know, find, you know, that 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 perfect balance sometimes, uh, or maybe imperfect balance. You know, there's not really that that perfect unicorn. It's really just trying to find a balance, and I think that's that's uh, that's all you can ask for, and and that's what we strive for. You know. So. So I, w- I want to put a pin in that because I'm so eager to ask this next question because it's the it's the more risque question and I think it's really funny. But I want to I want to circle back really quickly to because you you answered a lot of it actually in that. But I want to talk about so process. Like I know very little other than there's a roof, there's floors, walls, you know things of that nature as far as like spaces and and that's that's the degree of my architectural knowledge or what have you. So. What is the process and what are those early on considerations when you're being approached for a new project? You know, um, there's so many things that that we look at at the beginning of the project that, you know, really depends on where the client's coming from. Uh, a lot of times it's a, it's, it's a question about budget, expectations and intent. Um, when we start off with a project uh, with a client, we, we really look at a number of different things. We really kind of start with their, obviously their programmatic intent, their economical sort of ability, you know, like what are we actually, what is the, what is the budget, you know, of a project that they're trying to do? What's the expectation? Um, what is the existing building? You know, what, if, if, if it's an existing building or if it's a site, you know, first, what do we have here? You know, what right. what, what are we? What can we do with the site? You know, firstly, you know, what what uh, legally, what can we do with the site? You know, and in terms of uh, as zoning and use and so forth, um, we need to find out what what are the existing conditions in terms of you know, is it is it is there any environmental issues there? Is there any um, you know, even for them, we 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 suggest and talk to them about you know, look at the legal impacts of that site. Did you just buy the site, and did you or you're about to buy the site? And did you go through all that, you know, aspect of it? So you really, you really kind of start to dig deep and and making sure that we know every bit of about it. Like it's almost like a, in its own mindset before architecture happens, it's kind of like we're we're you know archaeologists and at a sense, you know, we're kind of we're digging deep at the building, we're digging deep at the site, and we kind of really want to make sure that we know what we got um, as much as possible, you know. And then and a lot of that, with particularly when you're dealing with a historic building or an old building. It's like the bones. We got to see if the bones are well. How much of the bones are good? You know, how much of the skin is good? And 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 you know, what can we what can we celebrate? What can we retain? And you know, I think if we do those, ask those questions, and we accept, and we try to accept everything that's there, and and really use it, I, I think that we're thinking about economic uh, the economics of, of a project as much as possible. So the sure. more we can be thoughtful and mindful about uh, knowing what we have there, trying to. Uh, accept and celebrate and 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 really bring that to the forefront and yeah. then think about how the new uses uh their new uses and, and functionalities uh want to now take over that building those are the moments that we can start to think about how the new architecture the, the sort of that new uh that new reading of of what the 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 details project you know the spaces and and uh, materialities and and all that all that kind of stuff starts to you know almost like symbiotic you know in a symbiotic kind of way kind of find its find its uh connection to the old building and and so um you know that's what we do i mean just really kind of you know digging at the existing condition and, and really knowing seeing what you got there 
No, that 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 helps, and um, and thank you actually, because it's one of those things I think when I talk to people who are in leadership roles, it's like, are you getting the lay of the land first? Are you getting the idea of what you're working in other than coming yeah. in and just like tear it all down? We're restarting. You can't do that all the time. It doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, you kind of like think you know always when you get some when you're working with this site or building that's like the last resort right you kind of hope what do we can we start with salvaging or saving the first you know everything that we have there you know or sometimes it's like you got something that you know that it's really just you know pretty poor condition it's not very historically you know there's not much history there you know it's and you know a lot of times we have to say well that that's intended to go away that you know that's something that maybe was done not too long ago it's it's not something that is very sacred and so we need to you know basically push reset button on on the site and um and and that happens a lot and and then that sometimes is when you start to see new construction come up and say hey this is a clear reset there's nothing here that's really salvageable sometimes there's nothing there at all and then we find an opportunity to start to develop new density, new uh, opportunities, new programming, new new spaces, and new new buildings. You know, and um, and I think that's one of the things that are is great about Baltimore is that there's still a tremendous amount of space and tremendous amount of infrastructure and and old architecture, even some of the newer architecture that has that ability to we can grow from that and uh, grow in the city. And, and I, you know, we, we haven't even touched the surface in some cases. I feel like we're still, there's so much stuff here in the city that we need to, you know, continue to uh, embrace investment and, 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 and embrace uh, looking forward and, and looking towards the future. But of course, not forgetting where we came from. You know? Yeah, I, th- I think being in, in kind of in two spaces of kind of embracing the historical component, because that's what gives it the seasoning. That's what gives it its, its culture, really. And yeah. then bringing it to to now for the people who are here now that are going to be venturing into these places. And, you know, it's always kind of that almost uneasy sort of spot that some people in, are in and seeing in your background that architectural preservation that is and i'm hearing that in what you're describing because you know there are places that people love here and it's like i need this here i need to keep this here and there are historical landmarks that are here but really understanding like bringing something that is is new while being respectful of the past and cognizant of the past and bringing that into the future is a very important consideration that people i think venturing in just aren't even like oh you're just coming in and just doing it over no this this, this place didn't have a floor the ceiling caved in you know um so i want to i want to throw this one out i got like two more after this and then it was rapid fire questions i was telling you about earlier so um so I'm, I'm in a neighborhood uh, where there's construction all the time and I see some things and, you know, you're buying a home, you're like, oh, code and, you know, things that have to be done properly. What, are, what do you look for? And I, and, I, and I notice it's a little bit loaded, but what do you look for in like a well-designed like, like structure? And what is something that kind of sticks out as poorly or badly designed? Well, uh, let's see. So, you know, I, you know, a well-designed building, I, I, I don't, I, it's hard to say that there's a, a definitive uh, one line de- definition of both. I think, I think a, a well-designed project is, you know, we, we think about the process it's internally, the process was, um, was cohesive. It was collaborative. You know, it was a, it was, it, it's, it's like that beautiful dance between designer, builder, uh, client, uh, you know, all, all the different parties in between 
uh, that you know creates something from nothing. You know, like something that 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 you kind of create this sort of you know sense of 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 great transformation. And sometimes it doesn't need to be the most uh, expensive. You know crazy sort of architectural building uh to do to make that happen sometimes you'll see that i i feel like sometimes you'll see some of the most humble uh projects and architecture projects that are the ones that uh create a tremendous amount of impact without almost without having to to do too much to what we already already had right yeah. so you know i think i think those are smart projects i think those are are projects that are exciting because you you kind of go like oh wow I did, you know, I wish I would have thought about it or, you know, like, you know, you see a project that you go like, wow, they, you know, you, you imagine that to get this new transformation, you would have to do X, Y, Z, but they just did this. So I think it's like, if, if it becomes effortless, if it, if it, if it seems to become like simple and you, you, and you, and you, and you see a tremendous amount of new and, you know, a tremendous amount of impact coming from uh, some of the, some of the most humble of moves, you know, I think, that's a very exciting architecture that 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 um, that you know we we also in, uh, embrace as a, in terms of a process and in terms of a you know sort of a, uh, an, a vision. But and and you know I think that's the type that also that actually also is receptive to cost. It's receptive to the historic quality of of the neighborhood or the street or the or the building. Um, it's receptive to knowing that hey that um, you know. That, that that it's it's respectful to to the patrons that actually enter that space you know i yeah. think so so i think that if you that's a long-winded way of saying that's that's you know that's what excites me whenever i see a project is that it, generally that it it seems effortless it seems simple it seems very thoughtful um and humble yeah. uh, but yet again as a, as a result has a great impact um to your second question about bad project bad buildings <laughs> i mean you know i i don't there's a lot of bad buildings out there i don't i don't, I don't know how to say <laughs> I, it's I, you know why why are they bad i don't know I, I think i think sometimes i feel like the ones that are the the, the bad ones right are the ones that i feel like it's not necessarily about the result, right? Everybody has their own, you know, sort of a uh, personal taste about what uh, architecture and what a, the aesthetic quality of it is and all that kind of stuff. So I think that's, you can't really judge on that. Everybody's going to have their own opinion about and their sure. own sort of s style. I think, you know, and you kind of, maybe it was in your tone where you have construction going on a lot and it's, and maybe there's always some things that are not so, so uh, nice to be around with construction, which is very, <laughs> you know, which is very evident. I think that the ones that I feel like are bad buildings are the ones that probably took a process that was not very communicative. It wasn't, yeah. you know, that one that started off maybe not on the right foot. It didn't, it didn't incorporate a lot of communication with the neighborhood, with the community, with community members. Um, you know, the process wasn't quite there. You have a, you have an owner that owns that building that doesn't really care about what happens outside that building. And, it, you know, I think that those things, very quickly will lead to a project that you go, you know, where was the synergy? Where was that? And you can almost sense it. You can almost look at the building going like that one probably, you know, struggled, <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, like, you know, struggled in the sense that it struggled with, 
you know, the the maybe even just in in the in in in, in the relationship between owner, builder, architect, and designer. You know, so that that happens a lot. I mean, um, we're 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 never going to say that that doesn't happen in 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 our in products that we have. Like we have those ones that are challenging, and then those are the ones that you know you, we learn the most. You know, that the ones that you know the ones that go smooth are great, and and you know we can sit back and really uh, love to enjoy those, and then we say those are the good ones, right? And, <laughs> And sometimes some of the ones that are, are are the most stressful and challenging is because um, we have members of the team that, you know, that are um, that, you know, that do things in a different way. And we have to just be very, you know, mindful and, and, and trying to find a balance and trying to find adaptation between each other. Um, I think we always try to wrap when we come down to it, we never get to the point where it affects the end result, hopefully, you know, like, you know, the, the, again, I, like I was saying earlier, there's not a perfect, in mm -hmm. fact, I think we have to accept that everything will be sort of this kind of beautiful imperfection that, that once the building is done. Um, and uh, I think even Dee Watkins might even said, or someone I, I've heard, it's like, you know, even when a film is done, it's what it's, it's what it's, it's what it is. It's mm -hmm. what that is. It wasn't the most perfect thing that came out um and that was that was intended from the drawing board uh maybe not but yeah. but but that's part of the process and that's the that's the story behind it and you know you just hope that um it doesn't resonate so much to where it leaves a bad taste in your mouth that not only just in the building but also how it represents itself to the community and and you know i, I again i don't think anyone's perfect I don't, we're definitely not perfect and i think we learn and and um and uh, we all we can do is try to find that balance thank you thank you um i think it's a good space for us to wrap up on the real questions and now key in on some of these rapid fire questions and you've probably been noticing i've been drifting off on them because i've been editing as i've been going along i'm saying i'm gonna ask this now instead of that so yeah i got a few questions for you um and uh, I think they're going to be I think they're going to be interesting. Um, so okay. if you're ready to rock and ready to roll on these. Um, I'm telling you, there's going to be the hard ones. And I'll preface this all day long. Don't overthink them. Don't overthink okay. them. People always overthink them. Uh, what's the last movie you watched? Oh, gosh. What was the last movie I watched? Oh, man. Oh, you know what? Uh I just watched 13 lives. Uh, okay. Did you, you know about that? The, the story about the uh, 13 boys that uh, soccer, soccer, the soccer team got trapped in the cave and, uh, yeah. and scuba divers, uh, you know, did this for a hobby, you know, just led this team to, to, to save them in, in this very bold and crazy way. And, um, and I saw, I remember seeing, I think I saw the movie and the documentary and I was just like, I was floored by, you know, acts, Acts of heroism, I, 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 I'm still, you know, like very astounded by, and, and so I. Uh, if, you, if you guys are listening out there, you should watch that movie. It's really good. <laughs> okay. Um, dream project, like, what is something you're like? I, I need, I need to get, I need to get on that one right there. Uh, dream project, you know, I don't know. I feel like all the projects that we've done so far, uh, after these, even this short term of twelve years. Um, gosh, I've hit all of my dream projects. Like I just all of them I have right now are dream projects. So, nice. <laughs> what's a dream project out there that I, I'd love to do? Um, you know, we've always talked about it'd be fun to do a museum. It'd be fun to do um, uh, uh, hospital or school. Um, I think those are you know things that are on our radar. 
um, yeah. you know, library and like a new library, a new city library, urban library. Uh, I think I think that's probably you know if I if you're if you were to ask me, I think you know, definitely getting more into the cultural sort of institutional work. I think uh, we would love to see more of that. I think that that, that might be. I wouldn't say it's a dream. I'd just say that I'd like to see more of that and and, and dig deeper into that. So. Okay, I like it. Um, I'm going to name it already, but I feel like there's space for a reality show, right? Is that going to be a yes or a no for a reality show for uh, PIKL Studio? Yeah, is, yeah. There, is there going to be a reality show? Could there be wow. a reality show? Why, I, why would you even think that? I don't know. That's why I don't think we're that interesting at all to be a, a reality TV show. Although I, I, I will joke, I, I, our, uh, we did got we, we were approached by HGTV at one point, and this was like six or so years ago for a TV show. And I remember we did the interview, and uh, I think Pavia and I, you know, did like it was a Zoom call, or I think it was a, a Skype call at the time. We didn't have, you know, we weren't in Zooming then; it was before <laughs> COVID. And I, you know, they were, you know, we went back and forth. They loved our work and then they got excited about us. And then they met us and it was like, probably just like, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was like, it was like, it was like, we're just, you know, maybe we're just not dramatic enough. We're not uh, funny enough uh, or whatever. So I, I think, um, I think that ship has sailed, but, <laughs> uh, but, you know, if you're out there, uh, we're, or, uh, you know, we, we, of course, uh, would love to entertain anything that is fun and uh, exciting and it gets uh gets people thinking different ways so um but uh yeah i i mean i i feel like the the title would be in a pickle um uh, i feel like i'm going to be the executive producer i mean let's just make it happen i well, I, can, yeah. I, can, I can get it i can get it, i can spice it up a little bit you know just make it a thing you know you guys do all the work and i just kind of collect the checks no 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 rob <laughs> uh you uh you know where to find me <laughs> you um, pitch, if you're gonna pitch it i'm right behind you buddy okay <laughs> Uh, last two I got for you. Um, what is your go-to like uh, drink, whatever it might be? Because I've I've had some people get on this podcast and say they don't like water, and which is hilarious to me. And I'm like, I don't know if I was asking about like actual drinks, but yeah. sure, however you want to frame that. What is your go-to drink? You know, back in the day, I used to be uh, I was a big whiskey drinker. Um, and then I uh, have some uh, colleagues and friends of ours uh, out west and. They they uh, brought me on to mezcal, so I've been drinking. And I, yeah. I, if, I, if you ask me, that's my drink of choice. I um, you know, of anybody from Clavel's listening or Fat and Zone and those goes places. Uh, I think we we frequent there a lot as much as we can, and and give them um, uh, what, like they need business, but give them our business at least. And uh, you know, we respect what Lane's doing out there, and 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 everything that she touches is quality and and uh, sophistication and and so um so it, i i we go there for the drink uh we also go there for the inspiration and the admiration of uh, other people doing amazing things in the city so yeah. so yeah so i uh, mezcal yeah shout out to carlos shout out to lane they've both been on this podcast so big shout out yeah. uh, lastly um since you, you, know, you touched on it earlier a lot of the projects you've worked on have been in like food spaces and things of that sort so i gotta ask this uh what is your like lazy night meal like some it's a week it's a weeknight you're like i don't have a lot of time i'm super busy what is that meal for you like what are you like i can throw this together it's going to be satisfying but no work was really done here no work was really done here uh it might be a cheesy answer and maybe cliche but uh I, you know i do like ramen and i know ramen had you know when, when i was younger in college and in high school like ramen used to be this like i don't know maybe a 
people would say it's almost a poor person, poor man's dinner or lunch, you know, like, sure. I, you know, I think I think I was t- talking to Melina back in the, I was like, back in the day, I remember you can go to the store and buy like 10 for a dollar, you know, 10 packs for a dollar. And now, now you go to buy ramen packs and you're like, it's like, it's $7 for four packs. It's like, what happened? <laughs> you know, it's like, it's crazy. So, um, I, you know, I still, I would say like, you know, uh, uh, you know, a lazy, this is the price as lazy as I can get it. You know, I, I, we just, we, we, uh, cook hot water, get a bowl, <laughs> throw, throw a dry ramen in there. Um, uh, and then just, you know, throw it, I, I even throw a raw egg in there. And, and I, if there's like some lunch meat or whatever, throw some of that in there pour hot water and let it sit there for a minute and you're good to go. You know? So I, like I don't it. know. It's, it's like, it's like, it's my, it's my, uh, my, uh, homemade version of the cup, you know, the, the ramen yeah. cup, you yeah, know? The, the old cup of noodle situation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I still do that. I, I, I'm still, uh, you know, just, you know, get ramen going really quickly. So the, the ramen inflation is real. So, um, with that being said, uh, I think I think I think we're closing out here. Um, so I want to thank you for coming on to this podcast. So thank you so much, and I want to invite and encourage you to um, share anything you feel like we missed, um, and um, you know, pretty much tell the fine folks where to check you out and all of that good stuff. The floor is yours. Oh, I just thank you, Rob, for uh, doing these kinds of uh, talks and uh, and uh, interviews. I think it's. Um, it's great that you're, um, you know, meeting with, uh, uh, exposing, you know, just the, the everyday person in, in Baltimore, right. The people that are, that are, you know, doing something and, 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 and making something happen. And, and, um, so I, I, I actually, I commend you for, for doing that and, um, I celebrate your podcast and if you, uh, you know, as you keep working on this and. You know, if you're saying you got to do video one day, someone has to come and see your face one day. You got the, <laughs> the, the sweetest face. And, and, and you, and radio, people on the podcast right now can't see it. It's it's too bad. So if you're out there, you know, give this guy some money then so he can uh, get this thing on video somewhere. I dig it. You're, you're such a honey dripper. I appreciate that. <laughs> so uh, website real quick uh, before we wrap up here. Uh, our website is PIKLstudio.com. Uh, Instagram handle is at PIKLstudio. Um, yeah, check us out. Uh, you know, we, we do projects of all scale and sizes. And, um, you know, again, we really, you know, focus in on the notion of transformation. Uh, you know, the question that you asked about what's our favorite projects and what we're, you know, I always, we always come back saying it's not a favorite project and it's not that we choose projects because of what it is. We choose, it's almost like we look for the right partners and clients in clients. And, uh, I would say we have our favorite, our favorite dream clients is what we have right now. You know, the projects are there, our projects are there, but it won't be a project without the right partner and in, in, in a client. So, um, and so we, we, uh, we celebrate those clients that are ours out there that you hear us, uh, um, we love you guys and, and you're, and, um, you entrust in us and, um, and, uh, yeah, so we're excited to continue the work here, um, in Baltimore and beyond. And there you have it, folks. For Kapow Lang, I'm Rob Lee saying that there is art and structure and architecture in and around Baltimore. You just got to look for it.